Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Is Wrangler on its way out? One executive at Tesla sure is, while Toyota tops another list. Welcome to AutoLine Daily for October 7th. I'm Nicole Geperink. Coming up later, John McElroy is here with his insight on oil, Formula One, and Ford. But first, here's the news. Chrysler's Sergio Marchionne certainly knows how to grab headlines and get politicians riled up. This all stems from the Jeep Wrangler, which, at least for now, is made in Toledo, Ohio. The headlines come from an interview a couple of days ago where the CEO suggested that the next Wrangler might be getting an aluminum body. If that's the case, the Jeep, which has been built in Toledo for 70 years with a long military history, would have to go elsewhere. That prompted a swift Sunday morning conference call between Ohio's governor, the mayor of Toledo, and Mr. Marchione. And though, as their PR folks all say, no commitments were made, Sergio did say that Toledo would get another car to produce if the Wrangler is eventually moved. Now, from the historic to the electric, Tesla seems to be making more news than usual today. We'll start with those cryptic Elon Musk tweets from a couple days ago, which suggest the CEO is ready to announce later this week that the next Model S will be equipped with autonomous technology. In addition to that, some analysts, reading between the tea leaves, believe he'll also reveal an all-wheel drive capability for his next car as well. Now notice, we kept saying he, as in Mr. Musk, will be making those announcements. Well, that's because he just lost his VP of Communications. Simon Sproul, the former longtime PR executive from Nissan, after just six months on the job, is cashing out of California and heading back to Britain to join Aston Martin. He'll be working for his friend Andy Palmer, who abruptly left Nissan himself last month to run the iconic brand. And finally, on the Tesla front, Panasonic's chief executive says that his company will invest tens of billions of yen in the Nevada plant. If you'll recall, that's where the companies will produce less expensive lithium-ion cells for future cars. Now, whether that adds up to the 30 to 40 percent that Elon Musk predicted that Panasonic would chip in for the plant is still not known. As many of us know, talking to your car is nothing new. Many models are now equipped with voice-activated systems that let you control everything from the radio to your phone, to name a few. What is new is that the AAA Foundation for Traffic Safety just tested six different options from automakers and say that Toyota's Entune system finished on top. Two of the biggest reasons were voice commands were more forgiving, meaning you could ask for a radio station in a variety of ways, while the others were more specific. Plus, the foundation said that Entune was just more intuitive. By the way, as far as the results go, coming in second was Hyundai's Blue Link, Chrysler's U-Connect was third, Ford Sync fourth, Mercedes Command fifth, with Chevy's MyLink last of the six tested. Finally, in the news, if you caught John's Paris Infinity interview, you might have heard a little exclusive info. When design director Alfonso Albaisa described his Q80 concept, he hinted that one of the luxury cars Detroit reveals would be another concept with what he called similar elements. If you want to hear that Autoline exclusive soundbite yourself, just click on the link in today's transcript. And don't forget, if you miss anything from overseas, you can still catch our comprehensive Paris Auto Show coverage and any of the short individual interviews at either our website or YouTube channel. Coming up next, John is here with his Autoline Insight on the news. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, 
and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. Here are some of the things that I've been thinking about lately on what's going on in the automotive industry. Ford versus General Motors. Is the tide starting to turn? Ever since Alan Mulally landed at Ford, everything seemed to be going swimmingly for the Blue Oval, while GM seemed to stumble at every step, finally falling face first over its record number of recalls. Until now, that is. Last week, Ford told analysts that it will shave $2 billion off the bottom line due to the staggering costs of its recalls and because of problems in Russia and South America. Worse yet, Ford sales in the U.S., its most important market, are down so far this year, while GM is up. GM is also forecasting rosy profits in the years to come, and CEO Mary Barra is popping up all over the place, winning awards and accolades, while Ford CEO Mark Fields must be wearing a cloaking device. He's invisible. And that's why I say we're starting to see a turning of the tide. And have you been following the price of oil lately? It's falling. This despite mega problems in oil-producing countries like Libya, Nigeria, Russia, Iraq, and Iran. In the very recent past, problems in any one of those countries would have sent oil prices soaring. Looks to me like we're finally seeing oil prices being decoupled from international crises. And you can thank fracking for that. U.S. oil and natural gas production is soaring, and as other countries get in on the fracking frenzy, this trend will only continue. That sets the stage for continued growth in the automotive industry, and I will go out on a limb here and predict that in the U.S., we could see gasoline prices settle in at about $2.80 a gallon. And finally, is Formula One going to become more like indie car racing with more full-course yellows and more safety cars bunching up the field? F1 has always preferred to use local yellows when a car crashed or pulled to the side of the track during a race. But as Jules Bianchi's horrific accident at the Japanese Grand Prix this past weekend showed, having recovery vehicles in the runoff areas during a race can be extremely dangerous. He crashed into a crane that was trying to remove a car that crashed in the same corner the lap before. This would have never happened at an Indy car race because they would have thrown a full course yellow. From here on out, F1 is going to be forced to err on the side of safety, and I think we'll see F1 races start to look a lot more like Indy's road car races. Anyway, those are some of my thoughts on the news. Thanks, John. That wraps up today. I'm Nicole Geverink. I'll see you tomorrow.